0: Welcome to another week on Let's Get Real with Coach Menachem show, Sunday Nights. Originally a Zoom interactive platform where we discuss real life scenarios with real live people.
1: Okay, everybody, welcome to tonight's cheer. We thank you all for coming. Tonight's sheer um, is sheer number 73 with the Let's Get Real program with Coach Menachem and Berenfeld. And uh, we're very excited everybody's here. I always start off every week thanking everybody for coming and for putting it on their WhatsApp statuses, email people, letting people know about it, and having the share have organic growth. We're doing this already for, for about a year and a half, and the growth has been superb, phenomenal. And we thank everybody for coming, especially now during Game of the Royal, which is hard. Everybody's busy, getting ready, cooking and um, putting things together, and we really appreciate it. So let's get started. For all those who are watching the replay of this on YouTube, please click on the like button for Coach Menachem and subscribe to his channel so we could watch the videos as they come out every every week. And I want to start off first with thanking all our advertising sponsors, first and foremost here from Lakewood Scoop for always promoting us here on Lakewood. Tonight gets a special thank you for rabi and yanif from Chazak, Chazak promotes orphans prom- uh, programming for all. For more information, to be part of Chazak, go to chazak.org. And a special thank you to Robbie for connecting me with Rabbi Goldwasser to make tonight's share available. Uh, last week we didn't have Rabbi Goldwasser confirmed, and Baruch Hashem was everything Kipper. It was a busy week, but uh, Rabbi Goldwasser, between speeches, he put us in, and we appreciate it, Rabbi Goldwasser. A special thank you to Chayla Kaufman and Shmuel Summer from JCN, the Jewish Content Network, for all your promoting, for all, always promoting us, of course, all the digital platforms. If anybody wants to reach out to us or you know any type of advertising, please reach out to Khaila Kalkan Shul Summer. Or email us at coachmanacham at gmail.com if you have any needs. Again, if anybody's here the first time, every Sunday night for Hashem without missing, we have a shear here. We bring on the, the, the biggest gedolim, the Shushivas, the Rabottam. Tonight we top the charts, Rabbi Goldwasser for coming, Ervium Kipper. We appreciate that. And this, it's the same Zoom ID every Sunday night at 10 o'clock. So please let everybody know about it. The next year we'll mention will be after Sucus. Um, will be October 3rd. And we're Zoecha to have Rabbi Daniel Kalish from Waterbury come back again. Anybody who was here last time. Reb Daniel Kalish's share last time was so powerful. You you could literally cut the energy on, on Zoom. Zoom emailed me that there was so much energy on that share that you couldn't you couldn't feel it. You could feel it through the computer. It was unbelievable. You couldn't get on. So uh, anybody who's gonna join Rabbi Kalish October 3rd, please sign on early so you can get a get a seat. It's going to be powerful and meaningful, and I'm not going to even give you the topic, because I don't know the topic, but it's Rabbi K, It's going to be amazing. And again, tonight we have the of having Rebbe Goldwasser, with us. We'll get back to at Goldwasser in a minute. Let's first start off with an opening statement from our hosts, Rabbi Tzadik, Rabbi Menachem, Coach Berenfeld, Shlita, Shlishi.
0: Welcome, everyone. Today's uh episode number 73, barsham with a lot of siyata shmaya um, uh, before I start, I do want to thank all of those who sponsored whatever it is for the book in Mitzvah Shem, and um, whoever still wants to sponsor, you can go to monachamberneville.com, and in Mitzvah Shem, we're on the way to, to get the book out. We are in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and I do want to wish all of you gemar hasim toive, and tabel, the Mitzvah Shem, our be the tfilah and Rosh Hashanah, and we do have a few days in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And that is one of the things that might come up tonight if we are beteyach, that, we, that we, were, we were misbelled and we did what we need to do on Rosh Hashanah. So why, why why do we still need to daven and the slichas? So it looks like there is like a little bit of a back and forth over here. Maybe we'll hear a little bit tonight. But um Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of speeches and a lot of organizations, and there's a lot, you can go a lot of places to hear chizik, or guidance, whatever it is. And Mikam Hashem. But I think there are certain people that when they see all of this going on, some people, they, they become numb. There's so much, they're not sure where they are, not clear. So basically when they become numb, they don't go anywhere, you know what, let it be whatever it is, I'll do what I need to do, and that's it, so that's one type of person, and if you're here tonight, you're probably not one of those, then you have many that want to watch all the speeches, and from from all the sides, because they need to figure out what to do, and they're running, and it could be a little bit of anxiety, sometimes could be coming from of hara even it looks like it's it's coming from a good place but so much and, and trying to pick up and trying to figure out and what happens is you, you end up with very little because you're running around and and not the clarity is not there then we have the balance understanding that it's work i do want to pick up something i'll see what i can do and you can sit with yeshiva das with a little bit of peace and try to pick up whatever works, and with that, use it. Go running with it, in So the truth is, introspection is a very tricky skill. Being able to look at yourself, look, look at yourself, and what we're looking for is a change. Now, if you want to change and you're looking at yourself with the same eyes as all the years till now, very hard to see where and how to make that change so what we need to do is be able to look at yourself with a bird's eye view let's say from an outside as like a friend but that could be a little bit tricky sometimes um, people feel bad or guilty or whatever it is about their pasts and the way of thinking is not going to help with finding that right step the introspection in the right way other than when you start looking at yourself in a different way, which hopefully tonight you'll be able to hear some concepts of how introspection works, what it is, what are we looking for, what are we working on. But I would want you to look at it from a new perspective, not with the same eyes and the same way of thinking till now. Look at it, listen to it as like it's the first time, and so you can help yourself in Mitzvah Hashem to grow and find the little change that we're looking for. And it's always good to have, whether it's a friend, a rov, or a mentor so that it can be somebody from the outside. Because between me and you, we know that when somebody comes to us talking about themselves, you're gonna be a little bit more compassionate, try to help them out, but it doesn't always work for ourselves. So this is the Avaida to be able to figure out how to do introspection and to do it in a way that will help us grow, and it will be an nachas ruach for Hashem. So, Baruch Hashem, we have this close to have Rebbe Goldwasser with us, which I believe, it's not going to be the first time you'll hear the, these questions. You've probably spoken about it a lot of times. But we are new here, many of us, and we're hearing it from the, for the first time. So, Baruch Hashem, should be with a lot of Siata deshmaye. Everybody should hear what they need to hear to be able to grow and do the right thing. Shkoyach.
1: Shkoyach, Beautiful opening. Okay, let's get into it, Rabbi Goldwasser. Tonight's here again, it's very special. It's right the Sunday before Yom Kippur. I'm sure we all had a very uplifting Rosh Hashanah, and uh, we're getting ready, and we wanted to bring the best of the best here tonight. And we'll be zoichet Rabbi Goldwasser, world-renowned speaker, to give us deep, meaningful discussion on Tikun HaNefesh, the art of introspection, to really look into ourselves. Uh, I just wanted to mention, watch Rabbi Goldwasser's weekly viral share, uh, virtual share on revealing the secrets of life through Pirke Ovis every Saturday night during the fall and winter at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on tour anytime slash Chazak live. You can call in as well at 718-298-2077, extension 46. Every month of Shabbos, he gives a share. Uh, it's, it's an amazing share. I actually watched part of one of them. They're very good. I don't call them, <laughs> but I definitely watch some of them. Um, and uh, that's really amazing. Um, tonight's share, first of all, I have a very good friend of mine on tonight, my friend Menachem Goldstein. He's over there, Menachem. Hi, Menachem. We're going to dedicate the she'er for him. First of all, he's in the hospital. He's listening from the hospital bed. He should have a, a big rufush leima, ben davarah. He should feel good. He should feel gesund. He should have a big, 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 bigger rufush Tonight's Tonight's she'er uh, is also going to be learned. To the, the hundreds of people that are here tonight, which are the thousands of people that will watch it later. S'chus rufush for Brocha bas davarah. Should have a big rufush rufu For Chaim Israel of bracha and s'chus rufush for Ruven ben Aida. I'm gonna read Rabbi Dovid Goldwasser's bio and then Rabbi Goldwasser, the floor is yours. Rabbi Dovid Goldwasser is a rabbi of Kal B'nai Yitzchak in Brooklyn, New York. He's a prominent Torah personality, syndicated columnist, daily radio commentator, and acclaimed speaker known for his exceptional ability to captivate and inspire audiences worldwide. His lectures are accessed around the globe by thousands of people throughout select media outlets. Rabbi Goldwasser has traveled extensively, including numerous trips to Eastern Europe, connecting with individuals from every background and greatly impacting their communities, Rabbi Goldwasser serves on the fa- facility of Toro College. A popular author of over a dozen books, Rabbi Goldwasser is a recognized expert in the field of mental health. Topics include inspirational stories of faith, encouragement, Torah insights on various topics, addictions, and eating disorders. With a pre- perspective understanding of sensitivity of each individual, Rabbi Goldwasser is frequently consulted on numerous issues. He spends countless hours counseling students, couples, and families who seek guidance in the direction of his life. And Rabbi Goldwasser, I cut the rest of the bio because we don't have the whole night because your bio is so muridic. Rabbi David Goldwasser, it's chus to have you here. Please open up.
2: It's a great schus for me to be together with your very Choshba Oilam, wonderful people. Rabbi Usher, I want you to know, for this as Hashimei Tshuva, I can say that I was together with Rabbi Asher Parnas and Coach Menachem because I hold it's a singular schus what you do you are Vod shemayim. You increase the glory of Hashem in this world. And it's interesting. You told me this is the seventy-third ayin gimel, seventy-three b'gematria kitov Hashem. What this program does is shows the goodness of Hashem, the sweetness of Hashem. You tell everybody. You reach out across the world. Tamuwaru kitov Hashem. Come and taste. Taste and see. Look at the mitzvahs, look at the Torah, look at the beauty, look at Klau Yisrael, Kitov Hashem. And from that we come out, how beautiful is Hashem. I just want to say, uh, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by what this program, what I've learned that it does, and the fact that it reaches out to so many different people from so many different backgrounds. It is Ma'ached Klau Yisrael. There isn't anything greater that we could do during that seresim then to be ma'achid, then to be unified, then to care about each other. And that's what this program does, in my estimation. It's an interesting idea. We say always, you know, during this time, like, uh, I'm lost. <laughs> a young man came in. It was about two days in Rosh Hashanah. He said to me, wrong, I am so lost. I'm gone. I don't even know going Rosh Hashanah. It's a joke. <laughs> We're going to sit down and say, okay, but I'll read the story about Rav Amdon, But beyond that, I don't know what I'm doing. So it was interesting that he says, I'm lost. I'm so lost. David HaMelech says in in the Psalms, I am lost like a sheep. It's fantastic. However, I'm asking you as my servant, but I never forgot your mitzvahs." It's interesting, why do we say like a lost sheep? Why aren't I a lost person? Why aren't I a missing person, Chasa Sholem? Because, says Rav Shvadron, the great Magid of Yerushalayim, Rav Shvadron says, when the sheep is lost, what are you gonna do? The sheep is gonna know how to get back. You take out a compass. Oh, this is the way I get back to where I'm supposed to be. Is he supposed to read a road map? Does he turn on ways? He does not have the capability. The Shepsula is put back on the road by bore Olam, by Hashem. Hashem comes down, reaches out to him, takes the sheep, and begins to guide him back home. Says Rav Shradron, don't worry about it. A guy says, I'm lost. The girl says, I'm so lost. I don't know how to get back. I don't even know the beginning. I don't know where. Reach up. Ask Hashem, I need you. Hashem, where are you at? Aye, Hashem, reach down and help me out. I'm lost. I ain't got no way to get back to Hashem. I ain't got no way to get back to you. Hashem says, don't worry. You reach out to me. You make the littlest opening. I will open this entire world like a hole. I'll make sure that you get back to where you're going. I wanna say to everybody, oh, wonderful people, every wonderful, oh, uh, brothers and sisters, everybody listening in the entire world, Hashem is waiting for us. Hashem is waiting for us more than we could ever imagine. We don't even realize how much Hashem wants us to come back. I have to tell you something that it moves me so, I, I, I think about it maybe every day this past year. Let me tell you what happened. I get a call from parents. The parents say, our daughter is estranged, estranged from Yiddishkeit, disenfranchised, wants nothing to do with anything Jewish. She is in a treatment facility almost on the way upstate. This is the first time in years that she called us and said, could you arrange that a rabbi comes to talk with her, she has some ideological issues that she would like to discuss, some issues of faith. I say, it will be my greatest loss. <laughs> I'm ready, Yeah, tell me where it's at. But Rav, it's about a two hour trip. It doesn't matter. Two hours is nothing. For a fellow Yid, please, didn't speak to anybody estranged from Yiddishkeit for that long, My heart went out to this young woman. I said, I'm going. And so I went. I won't say the name of the facility, but it is a public facility that unfortunately, they have so many different people from so many different addictions, so many people that drop low, low in their lives, so many lost sheep. It is just, it is heartbreaking. But to know that a Yiddish akin To know that a Jewish child, a Shefala from Klau Yisrael got lost over there, it's especially heartbreaking. And so I came up to the information booth where the security guard is. I had Clarence and he sent me up to the main hall. I went into the main hall and when I saw what was going on inside, it was heartbreaking. So many people on the road to recovery, so many people in the beginning, broken hearts, broken people, broken lives, all there. Some people came up, hi, you a Jewish rabbi? Oh, it's good to see you. It's nice to have you here tonight. Are you gonna talk to everybody? Different people came over. Finally, they brought to me the young girl, I would say she's about 20 years old. And I sat down at a little, there was two chairs, like a lounge chair and a table in between. And I started to speak to her. And she starts to ask me questions, Birumo questions that stand at the height of the world about tshuva. After I spoke with her for a half an hour, I said to her, could you tell me, I'm begging you, what gave you the hysteresis? All of a sudden, the inspiration that you wanted to talk to somebody. After all these years, she said, I'm gonna tell you what happened. I was sitting in the lounge, in the main lounge, and the television was going, the screen above was going, and there was all kinds of things going on. All of a sudden, I thought that I was dreaming. A young woman comes in. She tells me from the base Yaakov, a Beis Yaakov student, dressed like a Beis Yaakov student. And she sits down. Naturally, I don't look like a Beis Yaakov student. Far from that. She sits down. She takes out a book. And she is reading the book. And I'm wondering, what book is she reading in this place? How could she be connecting on any level to the creator, to the Borei And she's reading the book, and every once in a while, she gives a shuckle, She shakes a little bit. And I'm wondering, what, what are you doing here in the middle of the main room? And I began to get curious. Sakranut, I couldn't believe it. What is she reading here? What are we doing here in this treatment facility far away from Yiddishkeit? I couldn't contain myself. I went to her and I saw she's reading from the Yom Kippur Mahser. She's reading Kol Nidre. Even I, even I, as far away as I am in this world from Hashem, from Torah, from Mitzvahs, from anything. But when I saw that she's reading Kol Nidre, I couldn't believe it. I stopped her. I said, excuse me, would you mind if I ask you, what are you doing reading from this book now? She says, well, you know, in the Jewish religion, she didn't realize that the girl is also Jewish. There's a very holy day, a special day of Yom Kippur, when we are forgiven for everything. Even the day itself of a person did not do Tshuva, they're forgiven. And tonight is called Kol Nidre. So even though I'm here, I have to pray Kol Nidre. The girl couldn't believe it. Hashem Yisbarach reached out to her. Hashem reached out from Shomayim. Hashem said, I want to get you that you should come back. I want you to come back to me. I miss you. I cry for you. Tools of water flooded from my eyes on those that are not yet observant, on those that have been estranged, those that have been turned off, those that have been thrown out. And the girl starts to daven together with her unbelievable. So she says to me, Rebbe, if I could call you Rebbe, this was the beginning of my return. When I realized that there isn't God and that God cares about someone who is so far off like me, who went into the world of addictions and couldn't care less about her parents and her community, her grandparents, her own family, and God cared to send someone from the base Yako to this facility that I have never seen anybody like that in order to tell me, come back home. It's Kol Nidra night. Just read a few words. The Itsumo shoyom will be mechaper. The essence of the day will atone for everything. I can't tell you. Rabosha Reb Menachem, when i sat there and i heard the girl say these things i thought to myself goldwasser you could also do a little bit too you could also realize how hashem reaches out to you you could also try to up your game a little bit in yiddishkeit it hit me right here just want to open up with that
1: Okay, Rabbi Goldwasser. So let's take a, a poll from the audience. Um, we have some live questions coming in. Anybody? Again, we have Zeichut. Rabbi Goldwasser with tonight. He's, Rabbi can anything. We're here focusing on Ervin Kipper. Anything? Uh, any question you have? And we're talking about Tikana Nefesh, Chesman the Art of Introspection. So please, if you have a question, text me Asher Parnas on the chat. I will we'll ask. Obviously, live goes first. Uh, let's start with the polls. Okay, just to get uh, warmed up a little bit. Questions like this: When you look deep into yourself, what do you see? A, a really good person who just needs a little chizuk. B, a person who's not good and has no hope. C, an average person who does good and bad. it. What do you see when you look into deep into yourself? All the answers anonymous, so just feel free to answer whatever you think you what you see when you look into yourself. Second question: What do you what do you think tikkun olam actually? What does it mean? Is it like Kabbalah, like some lofty stuff? option A, option B, it's to think about my midas and try to fix them, or absent sh- absent, option C, Rabbi Goldwasser, I'm not sure what it is, that's why I came here tonight, to hear. So, everybody answer those two questions.
2: The Tikkun nefesh, according to the great shaved Musar, and also the Helech of Baal Shem, is an interesting, very interesting idea that A person actually will understand what they need to fix inside of them. What do I need to try and make a little bit better? How is it that I have gone off? What made me go off? What made me become a little bit more lax or lenient in my observance? What made me lose the fire that I used to have? And so... The great Sheben Musa says that when a person will start to look inward and they'll say, wait a minute, you really know, as it says in Mishrei, we know where we went off. We know our weak points. We know our weakness, what we have to do. The first things that we have to try are those things that are the greatest nisiones, the greatest challenges and tests in the world. I've got to try and struggle to get back to where I was beforehand. When I take a look at myself, we are kulotov, kulam tzaddikim. Take a look in Perkeiwet. We're all tzaddikim. It doesn't matter what a person did before. It doesn't matter what a person did yesterday. It doesn't matter what somebody told them that they are or they're not. It matters how I want to look at myself. It matters the self-esteem, the bitachon atzmi that I'll have to pick myself up, to become something, to realize that I am, I'm a little bit lower than Hashem. When the malochim, when the angels first saw Odom, they wanted to say Shira, they thought it was God. They thought it was Hashem. That is each and every one of us. No matter how low a person sank, no matter what a virus a person did, no matter how they sinned, an individual can come back big time and be part of Hashem's great nation. There isn't a question, no matter what a person did, that we have the power to do true and to come back to Hashem. But it's how we look at ourselves. If I look at myself like, oh... You know what I did the last week? You know what I did the last month? You know how dirty I got? You know how I sullied my soul and everything else? Chas <laughs> Shalom. The slon Rebbe says the most interesting thing. Eshes <laughs> Lot, the wife of Lot, right? Mrs. Lot. what did she do, right? She turned into a Natsiv melech, a pillar of salt. You can visit her if you want. You can go and see the pillar of salt. What did she do so bad? What was the Avera Hamura that she did? I mean, it wasn't an egregious sin. All she did was Hashem said, don't look back. She looked back. She turned the pillar of salt. Says the sluttermer, don't look back. You look back, it is the single greatest Avera that you can do. Because Yetzir... We'll constantly tell you to look back. Look back at the sin you did. Look back at the bad thing. Look back when you made a fool out of yourself. Look back when someone embarrassed you and you don't want to go in that public anymore because they said something about you. Look back when a person had good times, but not the bad. Marriage. Every day is a new idea. Every day a person renews themselves. Oh, yeah, but remember uh, three years ago, we're having the same argument now. And your mother, huh, you want to talk about something, remember your mother. The day I got married, somebody told me this after about 15 years of marriage. The day when they got married, the mother-in-law didn't treat, I don't know, forget exactly what it was, and the chuppah, and she insulted. So the person's carrying it with them in their heart. Like it's a mitzvah gedailah to carry. You carry bikurim, so you carry a grudge what happened back then. An individual should know that there is no such a thing in Yiddishkeit. Every single day is a new day. Rambam says in Hilchus Tshuva, yesterday, a person could have been despicable. A person could have been on the level of abomination. Today, Hashem says, you're my best friend. You're my, what is it, BFF, best friend forever. That's what Hashem says to us. This is unbelievable godless. It's in the Rambam, that a person should know there is no such a thing that they are out of Hashem's good graces. Happy is a person didn't say, Hashem will forgive them. Just come back. Stop going about how I did it, what I did it, and who I am, and people look at me, and this and that. So many people tell me that, and I tell them, you have no idea how Hashem is looking at you. Hashem is saying, why don't you come back? The Helege Kutzker says, you know, person will go up after 120 years. We should all live long, have healthy lives filled with simchas. After 120 years, Hashem's not gonna say, uh, tell me, uh, uh, what did you do? Or tell me, uh, uh, what happened? or this.'" There's only one thing Hashem's going to ask. Why didn't you do tshuva? You have the opportunity. You got good years. You got a Yom Kippur. You got a day when you can go in there and get yourself clean. And like the pasuk says, mikvah Hashem. So we try, we go in the mikvah. But if you don't want to go to the mikvah, it's okay. If you're not a mikvah yid, that's okay. I'll do another one. The zor hakti Hashem says, "I'll oh, just sprinkle it. You don't even have to go inside. You don't want to do that, Shula. Just stand there. Hashem will sprinkle us and we will be forgiven. The koach of mechila in this world is so great, we don't even realize it. Because Yetzer wants us to always think bad of ourselves. Yetzer wants us to look at ourselves like we are, chas the worst. Never, ever look at ourselves in that way. Every yid is great. You know, I don't want to say it, but the Oivim, the Nazis, they didn't ask a Jew, uh, do you do an Avera? Are you a Tzaddik? Are you the lowest Yid? Are you the highest Yid? Are you this, Didn't matter. A Yid is a Yid. We have to say ourselves, A Yid is a Yid. It doesn't really matter what they think if they dress like I do, if they don't dress like I do, if they think like I do, if I don't don't think like I do, if they did have a if they didn't do sins, if they did as many mitzvahs, if their tits is as long as mine, who cares? They are our brothers and our sisters, and we have to be most inefficient for them. All right,
1: we'll go last. I just want to share what everybody said, and then I have a live question. And we have live questions. I want to get into it, okay? Sure. Okay, so this is what the Oilam said. Okay, we said, when you look deep into yourself, what do you see? 48% of people here tonight said they saw a really good person who needs a little chizik. Only 3% of people here said a person who is not good and has no hope. 49% of people the average person who does good and bad. So that's what the oilam says here tonight on tonight Share. Okay, the next thing is, what do you think Tikar and Nefesh means? 1% thinks that Kabbalah is a lofty thing. 85% think it's to think about their needs and try to fix them. And 14% said they're not sure they're coming here tonight. So that's what the other one answered. Uh, Yisrael, you're going to go to the first question. You go.
2: Hey, good, good venture. Um, I just real quick, the Rav mentioned that on Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur the day itself, the is for uh, our Virus. So the obvious question is so why do we stay in Shu all day um, doing Chuva, taverning, et cetera? Excellent question the Chuba process that I am going to do is as far as I can possibly reach. Hachiyodom agas. I do whatever I can do. Maybe I can't do the whole thing. Maybe I can't complete it. But as long as I put my hishtadlus in, whatever that hishtadlus is on that level for that person, then Hashem will take it from there and complete the session. So the essence of Yom Kippur is I tried. Whatever I tried, in whichever way I tried, I was 90% successful or 60% successful. But the Tzuma Shal Yom will come and complete it for me. And Hashem says, I will be forgiven because I tried in my own way. Whatever possible, whatever it's possible for me to do, I did. And as an interesting thing. Because the Rambam says that sometimes, I don't know if I did enough tshuva. I don't know. Uh, Somebody came to me one time, they stole from petty cash. And they wanted to do tshuva on it. So I told them, you have to return to petty cash. You have to return the money. So they said, well, how do I know when I returned enough? I didn't exactly make like a cheshbon on Monday, uh, November the 3rd. I ganved uh, $6. And on Thursday, I didn't make such a cheshbon. I said, the formula of the Rambam is, Continue to do it until your heart feels that you've done chuba From that point point onwards, Hashem Yisbarach will take over for us. Hashem is rachum v'chanun, rachamin, Filled with mercy, filled with love for us. And that love and compassion comes out on the day of Yom Kippur. Hagoyan Rab Aaron Kotler, Roshiva Bezmadish said, A different sun shines on the day of Yom Kippur. It's not the same sun. And that sun illuminates the world in a spiritual way that helps to light the world that we can see ourselves. We can see our spiritual selves. We can see the world as it should be seen. And those that are the read tshuva, the thoughts of tshuva that each and every person has, specifically on Yom Kippur. It's a day, you know. I, I tell you personally, uh, the time of nila is a time that a person can be forgiven, even chasde sholem achilul Hashem. Achilul Hashem, that's a difficult one to escape. But during nila, a person can even escape from achilul <laughs> Hashem. Hashem says I'll be mindful. You know what? I always feel bad when Nila's over. I want more Nila. I could use another hour of Nila. You know, wait with the Marut. Wait, wait with the Danish. Wait with the coffee. Give me another hour of Nila. So it's like a, a presenting factor that the day is so good and is so beautiful for all of us. Every minute, as the Akara Matsyas. Every minute is a time when a person can achieve a tikkun on They came to the Hale Garishner, and there was a guy, he had done Averus Chamurus, really bad stuff. He had sinned greatly. He came to Hale Rabbi Swell of Rishon, Skulse Yoganolen. He says, Rabbi, help me out. I want to do tshuva. Give me a tikkun tshuva. So he thought, that the great sade is going to tell him fast for three hundred days. Go gilgal shelig, roll in the snow. Do uh, inuyim kashim, difficult uh, afflictions. Uh, go and say every day three times the tilim. You know what he said to him? Tell me, my good friend, what is the first thing that you stop doing when you begin to go away from the darach? The guy said, I tell you the truth. I stopped saying, I stopped saying, You know, benching, it takes some time. I got to go after I'm done eating. I go back to work. It's like, you know, sitting down and you got to take it, take out the time and you've eaten. Do you eat. The Rebbe said like this, what I want you to do is to take a sitter. Every word that you say of benching, say it from the sitter. Don't miss even one word. If you will do that, you'll have chuba shlema. He says, "Rishner, now I know. And he breaks down. I did too many averas. So you just tell me some little thing that I should do to make me feel good. Because you know there's no tikkun for what I did. The Rishner said, how wrong you are. When you began to go off, you didn't say b'chassamazan. The way that you begin to go on is by going back, picking it up from the part where you departed. Little by little, gather all the things that you've lost on the way, and that will be your tikkun anafesh. Every person will hit their tikkun. Every person will have these otterists to know what they have to do. There is a young woman, Verit, who, uh, I was contacted by a, uh, a, uh, her boss in Manhattan. One of her, his workers came from Israel. She would have disturbing dreams, completely completely disenfranchised from Yiddishkeit. Never never was exposed to Yiddishkeit. came from Israel. She had disturbing dreams. <speaking in Hebrew> What is the purpose of a man, of a woman in this world? It bothered her. After she had these disturbing dreams, she called to her boss. Could she meet with him? And she told the boss. The boss said, I would like you to speak to someone. And she came to me and I sent her to seminary. She was able to pick up the the limud the text was no problem for her. Her Hebrew was perfect, impeccable. And she became from. One day comes to the door a member of one of the car services. It happens to be a lot car service uh, in Brooklyn. And the guy is not religious. It is Israeli. And he says to me, Darab I said, Ken. He says, I would like to ask you a question. Where is a kolel? I want to learn in the kolel. I said, unbelievable, you want to learn in Kolel? He came like, no, yamu, I said, it's unreal. I'm going to send you a Kolel around the corner, Avenue R. And I told him exactly where it's at. But I said, tell me, how is it that you want to go to the Kolel? Like, what happened? He says, well, I know that you know Vered, And Vered said she will only accept to go out with a guy that is learning in Kolel. So I got to join the Col That's
1: great. We go that was a great story. Um, okay. We have a lot of live questions. Okay. You're on next. Live, go.
3: Hi. Okay. Thank you so much, Goldwasser, for giving us your time. And thank you for taking my question. Um, so as you can tell, I'm a, I'm a female, a girl. Um, I have, I struggle with anxiety, depression, OCD, whole bunch of stuff. Um, and This season is obviously like a a hard season, a tough season. Um, Hashanah, I have a positive relationship with Hashem, um, but davening is hard for me right now. Um, For Rosh Hashanah, my therapist told me that that like if I if I just focus, I I just need to focus on um, Hashem's love for me and feel Hashem and feel. Uh, um feel yeah. the love feel Hashem's love for me and love him back and focus on that and that's that would that's um yeah. that would be like my avoda for Rosh Hashanah and through that that is davening that's connecting so that's what I that's how I got through Rosh Hashanah and that's how I felt you know better about myself through Rosh Hashanah oh. now Yom Kippur is coming and right it has a little bit of a, it has kind of a different feel than Rosh Hashanah um and there's one the one like one of the specific things about. Um, Yom Kippur that is a big trigger uh, is Vidoy every year. Um, I so dread it and um, like in in the years past sometimes I've so long ago I've like taken like way too much time through Vidoy then I numbed myself then there were times that I just numbed myself out these like during the season and I didn't say Vidoy at all together with like Mount Avening and then and then there have been other times that I said vidoy, but totally, not, totally from a numbing place and not feeling good through it. So my question is, is vidoy important to say? Is there another way to do it? Like, if, how, how, how do I go about it if it's such a big stress and just dysregulates me so bad?
2: <laughs> I want you to know, just to hear your question is for me, Roma Musa a person that is so sincere and so honest, and is misvadah and confesses that everybody hears around the world. I don't know of a bigger Vidoy that is going to be set on this Yom Kippur bigger than the one that you just said. In my humble estimation, you are what I would call a giborah. You are a mighty warrior. Whatever struggles that you have, whatever anxiety that you have, I pray from the depths of my heart that it goes out and that we're able to nullify that anxiety and that depression, that it should become more mild and more mild, and you should have simcha each and every day that fills your life and fills all the things that you want to do in this world. Because you're an incredible young woman. All I can tell you is when I hear your voice, I hear somebody who's got amkas, who's got great depth. If you can't do the vidoy, don't worry about it. Put the safer on the table and you say, you know what, Hashem? Here's the safer. The whole vidoy is in there. Whatever is applicable to me, take it. Whatever it should be said, take it up in Shemayim. I'm an honest girl. I don't want to say something that's going to trigger me. I fully confess. That's your whole vidoy. Don't worry about anything else. Hashem Yisbarak is going to accept your vidoy on the biggest level of the biggest tzadikas in the entire world who is crying and beating herself is going to accept your vidoy. And in fact, because of one person does tshuva, the whole world is gonna be forgiven. I will be so bold as to take a step further. I think because of your tshuva, there are gonna be a lot, a lot of people that are gonna be, a lot of people are gonna have their kapara. Don't worry about anything. Ishtab Chus a wonderful safer by Lukute Maran. Ishtab Chus says, if you can't daven and the words don't come, or it makes you nervous, or you get anxiety, just think. Just talk to Hashem. Tell Hashem is what is on your mind. Make your own prayer. Tell your own thoughts. Hegion Libi, the thoughts of my heart. Say to Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Please, you're my father. You got to understand me. Sometimes I give you the silent treatment. Sometimes I cannot even verbalize what I want to say to you. Read my mind. Read my heart. Read my feelings. Hashem, I want the relationship with you. I want the strong connection. Cover for me. Take care of me. Like a child. How many kids come when they come in the line to say they want to say the Mishnah to me, or the little girl wants to say her puzzle chumash, and the parent is over anxious, and the parent begins saying, "No, no, she knows that she wants to say this and that." So tell him this, or tell him that, tell him. It. And I think parents, wait a minute, <laughs> give her a chance, give him a chance. Rebbe Nachsholayim knows what we want to say to him, and when we can't say it to him, you don't have to worry. Hashem knows the hidden recesses of our heart. Let Hashem read your heart. Stay strong. You should have an unbelievable year. You should have a year of big building. You should have a year of tremendous personal hatzloch and personal growth. And Bez Hashem, many, many simchas in your life should be an unbelievable year of development for you.
0: Oh,
3: Amen. I, I mean, wow, thank you. I'm like you moved me to tears. Um, Yes, yeah, so, thank you so much. <laughs> I, okay. And um, thank you to, sorry, I don't know if it's Rabbi, yeah. Mr. Parnas, um, for encouraging me to do it live. <laughs>
0: thank you very um, much. It's a lot of yeah. physics for many of the people that are going to listen to this. And I'm sure you're not the only one with this question. So thank you.
3: Okay, and yeah, uh,
0: okay. The next question, the the uh, very interesting question that came in, I guess they don't want to ask it live. I'm in a very bad place with my Yiddishkeit, and he mentions over here that they really didn't even want to come on to listen to this lecture because basically they're numb. What is the point of introspection if I know I am doing things that I shouldn't be doing, and how will this help me? So I hope I. How can we help such a person? I guess many out there sometimes feel, why think about it? Why look into it?
2: So coach Menachem, it's a, it, it is a question that is a Weltkasha. It's a world question. Uh, first of all, whatever person is doing wrong, we try to shake it. Even we see that uh, during this time, uh, like, we're a little bit more careful during the Tshuva uh, during the 10 days. We try to be a little bit better. Doesn't Hashem know that I'm going to go back to do it afterwards? But during this time, I'm trying. I'm a Balavera, but I'm going to try to do it a little bit less. I'm going to try to make it a little bit more holy during this time. Even I can't separate from Mayavera, I will do it. I'm, I'm still going to do tshuva. An interesting thing is, a yid came into base Madrash, and he says, Rebbe, I got a problem. I said, what's your problem? He says, I can't leg tfilin. I can't put on tilling. I said, is it a physical uh, challenge? He said, do you have the... No, I have a tfilin. What are you talking about? I got a very expensive pair. So I said, what is the baya? He says, I tell you the truth, I got a big tattoo. And it's right there. So how could I put the tefillin on top of the tattoo? So I said to him, uh, you know Shulchan Aruch pretty good, right? I know a little, he tells me. I said, so tell me where it says in Shulchan Aruch, if you have a tattoo, you can't put the, the tefillin on, on it. An individual should know that one Avera does not preclude doing another mitzvah. That one person that does something wrong, it doesn't mean that they're not able to do tshuva. Hashem does not care about a person that doesn't have error. Hashem says, do a mitzvah. Tamu oru. What do you do first, right? So, interesting thing is, get involved with a mitzvah. Try to do a mitzvah. Fantastic incident happened. Uh, there was a yid, uh Rabbi Yitzchok, there was a yid that He was a balagola, wagon driver, and he was so careful in every mitzvah. He had a son, and the son went away. The father was so religious, so good, so wonderful, so kind, and the son rebelled. He went away from it all. It was in the the old country. So what happened was, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he went off. One day, the balagola got ill. He was older, and he passes on. He was Nifter. He left over in the Tzavah, in the will, only one thing. My son, my son, Zed, should do one thing. He should say Kaddish after me. I don't ask he should do anything else. Nishmer, only Kaddish, that's all I ask him. The son found out the Tzavah, and he said, okay. Pop was good. He was a good man. I respected him. I even loved him. I didn't agree with him. But he was an unbelievable father to me. I may not have been such a great son. So he went to the first show. They said, what are you kidding me? You're coming in here? All your avarice, all your sins, you're coming into our place? (laughs) Don't kid me please get real. They send him away. He goes to the second shul. The second shul tells him, we're coming to start up trouble. You want to make a problem for us? You want to come and, uh, you know, uh, make fun? Goodbye. He went to a third shul. The third shul told him, why do you think we would let you in? you come to be metameh. You will make the place spiritually impure. You'll be metame'as. That was a low blow. He left. Now everybody knows a chazokah. Three times you try. Three times you ask mechilah. Three times you try. After that, you're a free man. You're a free woman. You don't have to try anymore. Three times he tried to go to shul to say a kaddish. That's all he wanted to do. A kaddish for his father. And they wouldn't let him in. Ayid never gives up. There's something about the eternity of a Jew, about the Nertomid inside. He decided he'll try one more. Happened to be, he went to the Breslover cloys, the Breslover base of Ezra. They don't send no Jew away from there. They let him in. You want to say Kaddish? Say Kaddish. You want to say Tikkun Say Tikkun You want to eat kichl, You want to have some drink? Eat the drink. That don't matter. He came. After six months that he didn't only say the Kaddish, nothing else, There's a Yid that came to him, Reb Bender, and he says to him, I, I I don't mean to disturb you, and I don't want to have Chutzpah, but I see you're coming every day. You say the Kaddish so beautifully. Would you like to put on the tfilin? Maybe you could put on the Tefillin. The way that he asked was so beautiful. The Yid said, okay, I put on tfilin. He puts on Tefillin now every day and he says the Kaddish. Everybody knows in Yavuz, Mitzvah, Goyreres, Mitzvah. One Mitzvah leads to another. By the end of the year, he was already doing many mitzvahs, and he was davening much of the davening. It came to be the end of the year, and the government outruled mikvah, no mikvah, no ritualarium, no tarata mishbacha, mishpacha no family purity. They outlawed it. All the mikvahs were closed down. Rabbi came over to him and said, we know that you're very handy. You're clever and you're a good architect. We would like you to build a secret mikvah in the ground, cover it over, disguise it that even people could walk over it. He says, Me, who am I? I'm a nobody. You know what I did bad in my life? Replenius said, Me, Idea, if it's now your time to shine. He accepted it, the same one that so beautifully told him to put on the tefillin. He built that mikvah, and he arranged it, a beautiful mikvah, and over it, he put such heavy girds that you could walk over it, you could take a horse and go over it. One day, the government heard a rumor that there was a mikvah. They came to inspect. They walked over the mikvah. They walked back over the mikvah, and they left. The rumor was unfounded. The same individual that they said you're going to be metameh, you're going to defile Klal Yisrael, was responsible for the tahara, for the purity, for the purity, for the tahara of the entire community that was reinstated because of him. That's the korach. That's the power of any yid. And every yid. We only have to know. Never be discouraged. Never turn away. It's never too late. It's never too little. Whatever you can do, do it. Do it for Hashem. It'll be huge. In the eyes of Shamayim, it's berumah shalolim. It's in the heights of the world.
1: So, wow, that was powerful. Okay, so many questions. Let's try to cover more. Let um, okay, okay, you're on next. Our favorite.
4: You kind of answered uh, the question partially. I was wondering about the possibility for some people do tula or do tika. It's almost like changing a persona. I mean, talk about people who would remind you of things you did in the past. Yada yada would you recommend maybe, uh, for some people, especially if they consider a fresh start, might they be better off going to a different shul or you know, changing schools or communities, you know, just for people maybe might not know you from before. Um, as an example, I have a friend, an Israeli friend, that once she became was she could never go back to Israel because too many people remembered her from the army. I mean, she must have been a real character. I don't know. So I'm just saying that, you know, for people that want to do, you know, yeah, that change certain behavior. It might even mean changing your whole persona. So do you recommend, like, I guess, I don't know how to say divorce yourself from old family or friends, but really, or even, even the community you grew up with, do you, do you suggest that at all?
2: Hello. Oh. Uh, there are times, it's a little bit radical, yeah. but there are times when a person will have to try to get a new surrounding, a fresh start, a place where they can begin anew. It is an important thing. Uh, sometimes it is that an individual will feel at home in one place. I had an interesting incident that happened uh, years ago where young Kahila. Yeah, most young people. All of a sudden, there was an elderly Rav, and I can tell you his name, Rav Yonam Monk, and he started to dove together with us. And everybody loved him. One of the young guys said, uh, You know, how do you fall in with us guys? So he says, I tell you the truth. I went to different places where I feel the Avira, the atmosphere. The environment speaks to me, speaks to my heart. That's where I stayed. It was raining out; it was pouring. I couldn't go to the show that I was going to go to, so I figured this is a good rain show, <laughs> good place to go when it rains. And he came in, and he said he felt it instantly, and he stayed until eventually he made Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael. Go where you feel good go where you feel welcome, it's your home, it's your bias, it's just not your base of madrash, it's not your shul, that is your home, that is a place where it's interesting, it's pointed out by Rosender, that the law of a menorah is near ishu basoi, that you have to have the menorah in your house, in your apartment, in your room, right? However, there's an interesting law that you put the menorah also in the basic nessus in the shul. Why? Because that's our house. That's where I live. I may not sleep there, but that definitely is my house. I want an attachment. When somebody will tell me that they have an attachment to shul, to any place, wherever it's at, I feel so good because I know that that's a power pack. Like you gotta charge that phone. It's a power pack where we charge ourselves. And feel good. Feel good. Go to a place where they tell you you're great. Go to a place where they're mishabeach you, where they bring out the positive in you. That's where you got to hang around. That's where you've got to be involved in. And that's Hashem. You should be able to grow from that. And everybody should recognize the greatness that you have and the beautiful inside that maybe not everybody recognizes. It's, a, it's an amazing, amazing thing. If Esther Amalca would be here today, how many people of the political analysts would say, oh, she has a very good chance of making president, council, whatever it is? It was, no way. <laughs> Get up. Esther Amalca was sent down by Shemayim, But when people began to see the Atmius, the essence of Esther Amalca, she climbed. Who was able to see it? He he encouraged her, he inculcated her. You got to do that for yourself. Go to to those that can see the good. And when they see the good in you, that's when you can start to flourish. We
1: have so many more questions. Let's really try to cover. Um, Okay, you're on.
5: Hi, um, as I'm sure I'm asking for, so to speak, many people, um, trying to understand a good approach or a good uh, effort thing to try doing. Um, people walk into Yom Kipper like with a whole plan and stuff and like you're sitting there in the shul with like a massive machzer, tons and tons and tons of words. You're hungry, your AC is too cold, the AC is too hot. And there's just a massive shul and things are just going on for hours and hours and hours and you just get lost and you feel even more guilty when you just didn't do any sort of tour or any sort of situation where you went through what you should really be doing and trying to find out, like ask, wonder if there's any sort of good idea or practical uh, device for us to feel like we did full efforts and got a real chuva out of it, or maybe say part of the dot, like something that will give us some sort of satisfaction out of it?
2: It's an excellent question. There are a couple of good hints uh, in terms of making the day meaningful, and especially there's so much uh, heaviness and so much involved. First, uh, it's a very good idea. Get a machzor that speaks to you. Get the machzor that speaks to you. Maybe it has a perush, maybe it has a commentary in English, maybe it has interesting pictures, something that will be your guide. I want you to know, every time I'm feeling in that way, what I do is I take a new sitter. It doesn't matter whether it's a British sitter, it doesn't matter to me where it's from, And I get a new encouragement, a new enthusiasm for davening. The second is, it's our gift. We're going, it's amnesty. On that day, I'm getting amnesty. I I show up, Hashem says, you got amnesty. I got on that day, a pass for my Averis. I got a chance to tell Hashem everything on my mind. So as there is about feeling, I'll tell you, he came in every year, he didn't come in this year. And I am misspallowed that all the people that were this evening's program, it's uh, Raschus and a Menachem Goldstein, if I'm correct. I want to be misspallowed that we all have a huge Suda Soda, that everybody can come in to join in. We have to have a big hall. Uh, I got to tell you, Rabush, you're gonna have to rent out something huge for your listeners to come together and to celebrate. Think about all the good things that happen on Yom Kippur. So Ramayusha Sorsha used to come every year into this room. He is a very, very big Baal musu, very famous person. And he used to tell me, what do I do? What do I ask for? What should I have in mind? And in his machsor, He would tape to the last page a list of things that he would very carefully write out. Ramoisha would tell me sometimes that he did not get a chance to cover everything. There wasn't enough time. I don't know how it flew. (laughs) It flew. I'm watching the clock when it's over, right? And by him, it flew. And I got such chizuk from that Write down a list of the things you want to accomplish. Listen to the Baal Tevila. Listen sometimes to the way the words come out. Reenact the Avodah of Yom Kippur. Get that little book that shows what the Kohen did. Think about it. When the Kohen would leave from the Kodesh Dashim, would leave the Holy of Holies and the symbol. picture it in your mind. Use your imagination walking out. In all of the land, everybody would come and join him to be melava him, to gather him and to escort him home. Think about it. Look at that beautiful song that they sing, Mare Kohen. Read it. Think about it. Go into the depths when we have the Asara Haruge Maachus and we read about it during the Slichos. Think about it. Look at the greats of the greats that gave over their life, Al-Kidush Hashem. Each one, each one is a medrash on its own. It's an entire book. You could get an entire safer. And that safer could be just on one of the sara Ruge Look at it. Think about it. When it comes to Aleinu, a reenactment of the service of the Kohen Godot, Hoyu Korim Umishtachadim, bow down. And we have the chance to be like that. We are like malachim on Yom Kippur. Get the chizuk from that. Don't worry about it. You need a break. You could take a break. Go out for an hour. Go out for two hours. Nothing says you can't do it. You need to rest a little bit. Rest a little bit. But let us bring back the simcha into Yom Kippur. Let us bring back the happiness. It's the day of amnesty. It's the day I'm getting forgiveness. I'm waiting my whole life. For a day of forgiveness. It says that if Yom Kippur would come once in a person's life, it would be unreal. And here we have a Yom Kippur every year. I can't wait. I want to get clean. I can't wait. I want to get rid of my avarice. I can't wait. I want Hashem to know what's in my heart. Yom Kippur is that day. So I want to try to change the nature in my mind. Do whatever I need. You need to bring a little book, a little safer. Bring a little safer. Doesn't matter. Be involved. Just the fact that you're there, get comfortable. It is your home. A lot of times a person doesn't even realize how many hours have gone by. Because involved, they're involved in the tshuva process. And that process is a beautiful process. You know, you go, everybody should make simchas. You're you're Simcha. And it was eight hours. The chas is eight hours. And all of a sudden, the caterer comes over and says, I'm sorry, you know, it's already three hours overtime and you got to leave. And No, 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 just a little bit more. I want to dance a little bit more. I want to sing. I want to enjoy. Chas and Kala. Just bar mitzvah, bas mitzvah, whatever the thing is, doesn't matter. Every individual should know, Yom Kippur is our simcha. I want a little bit more, another few minutes. I need to talk to Hashem another few minutes. This is personal right now. I wanna have another few minutes with Hashem. That's the beauty of Yom Kippur. It's here for us. We've got to try to bring that simcha into Yom Kippur.
1: Rabbi, beautiful. This question came in, but let's, let's just try to really break it down for everybody. Cause I think a lot of people can relate to this question. Rabbi, it's very nice, these ideas to get better and to work on introspection. However, I cannot describe to you the life I'm going through. I recently got divorced. I lost my pranasa as well. The pain and suffering I'm going through now is unbearable. I simply can't handle my tikun nefesh. It is so crazy the nesuinness and the difficulties I face on a daily basis.
2: An individual that's going through such tsar. Agmas Nefesh, pain of the soul. They need to go to show, And they say to Hashem, I can't bear it. It's, it's too much for me. It's crushing me. Hashem help me. The Pasuk says, Hashem cast off the burden to Hashem. He will carry you. Hashem Yisparach carries us. And we don't even realize it. We don't realize it. Someone comes to you and says, I'm going to help you out. I'll carry you. I'll support you for a certain time. (laughs) Great. I don't got to worry about it. I don't got to worry about the money. That's what Hashem says. Come in, unburden yourself. Life hasn't gone so good. But that does not mean that the year ahead, that will not be good for the future. It's an unbelievable thing. When a person goes to a nisyonos, be as strong as we possibly can. No, Hashem don't come in a way that's too much for you. As it says in the nations, the Lord don't give you more than you can take. Try whatever you can do to step up, to say, I have a nisyon but it is not going to wear me down. It's not going to make me listen to the Yetzir. It's not going to make me be chas and embittered. I'm going to try to hold on with all that I have in myself. The person that says it is not nisayon, but Tilim, Hashem, I got a banner. I'm going to hold that banner high. I'm going to hold that flag. That flag is by the Baal Nisoyun, the person that has those challenges in life, by the Baal Nisoyun. I carry that flag and I say, Hashem, look what I'm dealing with in life and we should only have it good. Look what I have to go through and I still have emuna, I still have that faith, that bitachon in you. That is something unbelievable. Whatever a person goes through in life, they should never be upset. I tell you the truth everyone has their challenges anybody that says they don't i'm not sure if they're 100 truthful we all have our challenges one time i had a dream at night and i was walking with Baba Sali, one of the great saddikim of this sardic world and i was holding Baba Sali as he was walking all of a sudden in the dream I like slipped down and Baba Sally held me up. He leaned over and said into my ears, I will carry you. I cannot tell you the chizuk that I had for the entire year after that dream. Hashem says, I will carry you. Hashem says, hold my hand. Bi Grab on to me. Hold my baguette. I will carry you. Team up with Hashem. Hashem wants to reach out to help each and every one of us. Everyone who goes to Nisyonos. Everyone whose life is a living, I don't want to say it. But it's unbelievable Yaakut, the Yaakut says that a person was down in Gehenna, down in Gehenna, all of a sudden, who do they see there? Hashem. The healing The my shepherd, our creator is walking around in the fires of Gehenna. Can we wrap our heads around that? Difficult, but Hashem is with us every place. Even when we are suffering, Shalom, <laughs> should never ever think that Hashem is not there. <laughs> Even I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> I will fear no evil. <laughs> Hashem, you're with me. I know you're with me. No matter how hard it is, you are together with me. The Cholism of Lublin said such an unbelievable word. Hein am levadon says an apostle that Hashem is hein am We are a nation that dwells alone. As much as we want to have it with all the other nations, we are a nation that dwells alone. Look in Eretz Yisrael. Look what happened in the United Nations <laughs> when they wanted to see how many friends the Eretz Yisrael had. Shall I tell you how many nations in the size of the nations that voted with Israel that stuck up for Israel, that wanted to befriend Israel? It's a joke. However, the Cholism of Lublin says, hein, not hein am hein im levadod yishkon. Hashem dwells with the lonely, with those that are by themselves. When Hashem sees a Yid crying, when Hashem sees somebody down in the dumps and all life is giving them is nebach curveballs, Hashem takes a seat right next to them, puts his arm around them. im yishkon. Remember, Hashem is there. Ki atoi Say it every day. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. And with that, maybe we will be helped out of the challenges that we have.
0: Wow. And now I'd like to ask, um, it's a question that came in, which many ask, many have gone through Yom Kippur many times. And this the question is, as we started Yom Kippur, my personal feeling is I'm going to down a strong, meaningful, but I know after Yom Kippur, I'll end up going right back to my bad habits. How can I really do Shubha that will really last? a lasting chuva many many people feel guilty and doing the, doing it again and again they don't see the growth how do we do a lasting chuva
2: this is one of the unbelievable unbelievable uh, questions of our day a lasting chuva people get discouraged because they say you know what <laughs> It's like uh, anybody that ever tried to stop smoking. <laughs> there was a Yidin-based Madrash. So he tells me, uh, I'm going to try to stop smoking. Can I Can I give him an ATSA? He says, yeah, I gave him an sir Yeah, oh, good, Rebbe, it's going to be unbelievable. Two days later, I saw him, and he said, Rebbe, I fell in. <laughs> uh, you know, I couldn't stay away. What can I do? It's easy now. You know, you just take the e-cigarette, and it's menthol, and it's this, and mint, and whatever. It's hard. It's hard. Because we are somewhat attached. And it's difficult to separate. It's difficult to make the divide. But a person should ask for Siyata Dishmaya. Hashem, I want this to be a lasting tshuva. Right now, I have full kavana. I have full intention that it should be forever. Help me. I want help. If Hashem will not help us, we will not be able to do it. Hashem, I need your help. Help me to be strong. Help me to resist temptation. Help me to go through the 12 steps. Help me to admit to myself what I've done wrong and done wrong to others. Help me, Hashem. When we ask Hashem to be a partner, then eventually that tshuva is going to be great. The tshuva is going to be strong. Sheva yipot Sadik. Become. Even the Tzaddik, even the great Tzaddikas, they fell down seven times. They got up, they fell down. They got up, they fell down. We have the power to impact on this world. We have the power to do Tshuva Shalema. It could be that this will be the time. This will be the Yom Kippur. This will be the last time that I'm ever nichshel, that I ever stumble, that I ever fall down. This will be the last time that I disappoint myself or others. This will be the last time. Hashem, help me that I should never go back. And sometimes a person has the power that it is the last time, and it will be a lasting tshuva. But you have to ask Hashem's help on it. For that tshuva to be lasting, to go on and on and on, you have to be able to ask Hashem and to pray that it should be Shuvah Shalema, Shuvah Gemurah. Complete Shuvah. As interesting thing. Ravitz Lepetheberger said there was a guy he wanted to escape the draft. He wanted to escape the draft in Russia. So what did he do? He ran away. And the individual uh, was caught. So they told him you have to come in front of the draft board. And there's a draft board which has a doctor and Several other professionals, and the guy he was a me He said, "No, when I come in front of the board, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pretend like I can't walk." So he's walking, and barely could he make it into the room. <laughs> so by the time he gets up to the desk and the panel is sitting there, the doctor says, "Everybody can see that this man can't even walk. He can't be a soldier. We have to give him an exemption." They run out the exemption. They give it to him. He never, he runs out. They got him. They got him good. It's the same thing Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur by Neela. <laughs> oh, do I know how to put on the show? Whoa, oh, Hashem, I really, I, I feel bad. And then after Neela, okay, I'll wait till Marv is over. Boom, I got a couple of places where I got to go. No, no, no. Remember what happened in Nila. Remember the tears. Remember the heartbreak. Remember the Kabbalah al Don't run afterwards. Walk slow. And remember, we want it to be a lasting tshuva, a tshuva shlema.
1: I'm a gold Somebody text this question. I want to throw it on you. But I think this relates more to than just her. She writes like this as a teenager who struggles with my relationship with Hashem and with davening. How important is it for me to go to Shul on Yom Kippur and daven everything?
2: The fact that a teenager would ask the question, it's already a mitzvah g'dayla. Whoever the teenager is, I bench her or him, they should have a schutz, a big merit just by asking a question. If a person doesn't want a daven, go to shul. Just go. Listen to your favorite part. Whatever that favorite part is that you like. Listen to a niggin. Stay inside. Stay for five minutes. Say, Hashem, I tried. I want to come. I want a daven. Right now the words aren't coming to me. But I am your daughter, Hashem. I'm your son, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to come into that house because I belong there, and I got a seat, and that is the place where I should be. Don't ever take it all or nothing. Yiddishkeit is not all or nothing. Yiddishkeit is whatever you can do, no matter what it is. It's a great uh, violinist. Does not come to mind right now. Great violinist. Nebach, he was smitten with polio for when he's young. And he overcame the challenge. And he did, unbelievable, became one of the greatest violinists in the entire world. One time they asked him backstage on a concert where one of the strings of the violin popped. He played the entire concert. One string missing from the violin.
1: It's not like Perlman, Isaac Perlman.
2: It's Isaac Perlman, thank you. So they said, Rabbi Isaac, how were you able to play without that string? He said, I want you to know, my whole life I've been playing with three strings. A person should overcome their nisiones. A person should try, regardless of a relationship. I wanna say hi to my father. Maybe I don't understand my father. Maybe sometimes I can't understand the hanhog in the world, but he's my father. At least I wanna say hi. I want him to say hi to me and to know I was there. If all I can do is just show up, if all I can do is stay in my home, and Just say a word to Hashem, my own prayer it's the Yakar Hamadzias, it's precious. Don't underestimate every little step that a Yid can do because in Shemayim is gadol. it is greater than we could ever imagine. Well, I want to try to
1: hop around a few questions, a few more questions, that's okay. Um. A few people texted in different versions, but basically I wanted Rabbi govas to say to people who are unable to go to shul in Yom Kippur for various reasons and dabbling at home. Some of them are not even fasting and then a bunch of people texted for the women that are not able to go to shul watching the kids, what could they do?
2: If a person is not able to go to shul they should know that there are very important people in the world that are not able to go to shul for various reasons. And like it says in Aloha, if you can't go to shul, so try to daven at the same time where there is another minion in town that is davening, and your tilos will join together with theirs, and it will go straight up to Shamayim. Every person, every yachid, every yachida, every individual, no matter where they're at, they are joined with Klal Yisrael. We are all one unified force. We are a nefesh and the neshama clothes And that general soul joins together on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Don't ever feel bad. Make your own matzah, macha matzav in your own house. Have your sitter. You be the Hasan. You sing the negunim that you want. Say Hashem, dominion is here in the house. The Malachim all came down to join. You should know that the Malachim are joining, especially a person that's alone, a person that's challenged. The Malachim are all dominating with them. So they have more than a minion. And look at their minion, not just everyday people. They have Malachim there. Never, ever be discouraged. Be mechuzak, a mama or father, whoever take care of the children, they can't go that day. Believe me, it is as if they're doing the avoid of the Kohen Gadol, the service of the high priest on Yom Kippur. not less than that. They should know the avodah that they're doing is ke'ilu, that they were there. Very interesting. There's the he, Rav Lawrence, and he was sent by the Briska Rav, on a, a certain mission. And he went on that mission for the rub It happened to be to the place where he was sent. He was not able to daven in a shul on Rosh Hashanah. He came back at the end of the mission and he says to the rub I accomplished the mission, but I didn't daven in shul on Rosh Hashanah. The Brizkyarov said, you did daven in shul. He said, Rebbe, I'm not sure if you heard it. I didn't get to shul. It was impossible. The said, You did daven in shul. He told him three times, You davened in shul. It wasn't that you didn't daven. If there's any reason that a person couldn't go, whatever the mania is, whatever the obstacle is, they did daven in shul they can be a card-carrying member of the Beis Medrash de They should know that they were united with every yid in all the tefillahs. And that tefillah that a person says with a broken heart, and they say, you know, I wish I was in the shul, and look at me, I have to stay home. That will add to the kavana, to the yakris, to the preciousness, to the value of that tefillah, and I dare say that that tefillah will go ahead of all of us that are able to daven in the show.
1: So I got a few of these type of questions, but let's we discuss it with, you know, more globally, but it's from older singles. Just want to put this out there. Maybe somebody can relate. I'm 27 year old girl, single girl who has been davening for it seems like forever to find my civic and build my home. This time of year is especially this time of year is especially hard because, of course, our our entire year is being determined. Somehow I, I muster up the strength to daven my heart out every year of Shoshana, and especially Shoshana Rabba. Here we are again, I'm still here, davening, but with so much doubt and even numbing myself so I don't have to experience the rejection of not having my tefillos answered yet another year. Can the Rav provide some insight on how to maintain my emuna at this time around and finally hit the bull out of the park with my tefillos? So let's just globalize besides the Shaduch. I'm just... People that have a and they, they need something and for years they're davening for a for a shiddah, for Parnas so whatever they're davening for. And year and year after, they, they, they re-energize themselves, Elol and Zishrei. And after Yontif comes, and there's just so many years.
2: No despair. is not a Jewish word. Simon Wiesenthal. Zecher Tzadik livracha was asked on the international media, what does it mean to be a Jew? Mr. Wiesenthal said, to be a Jew is to invent hope where there is none. We are a people that live on hope, on emunum bitokhan. No matter what a person has taboned for, and has not yet gotten it, they should never forget the ton of the that there is a tefillah that's answered in one prayer, one time praying. There's a tefillah that's answered in a hundred. There's a tefillah that's answered after a thousand. Just because a person prayed and was not answered, it does not mean that they're not going to be answered that they're not going to receive their bracha. It happens to be that on my way here, and uh, I was so uh, concerned that I would be here on time, I was invited in Jersey to a vart, to a l'chaim. The person that got engaged is older. The person had already more or less given up. And I know this is the most important program. I have to be on time. And I'm very conscious about getting to a place on time. I said, Hashem, you got to give me kfitsa derech. I need to go to this part. And when I saw the people come in the parking lot, I didn't even get into the road. People ran over to me. The simchal was so great. I want to bench everybody. Whatever you're waiting for, whether it's a chasson, whether it's a kala, whether it's parnasa, whether it's a kid, whether it's whatever, a refua, a Yeshua, whatever it is, whether it's waiting for a kid to come back on the derach, somebody estranged, don't give up. Al tis Never. You can never tell what the plan of Hashem is. We go with the emunah. Nor emunah. Only bitochon. A person keeps bolstering their cells, even though that even though it's been a long time, I'm waiting for Mashiach Tziteno, I'll continue to wait. I'll continue to wait. It's an interesting, Vort. I was told by the great Rav Pashkas, he said, You know, that the Mashiach is supposed to come, he's supposed to ride on a donkey to come. So he said, you know, if Mashiach would have walked, he would have been here by now. <laughs> he need to ride on the donkey. Person never gives up. Yeah. We are a people that bases our faith, our emuna, on our hope. Imagine in the height of the Holocaust, in Auschwitz, in Treblinka, in Birkenau, my thousand, my Danek, Treblinka, Imagine you're going to say that the great fetters of Hasidus are going to rebuild in the world. Tell Yid on his way. Tell Yid, half dead and half alive. There's going to be centers. There'll be bells in the middle of you, Magnanimous. Tell Yid. That there's going to be a brisker yeshiva. Tell a yid at that time, there's going to be punovich. Tell a yid in there, that there's going to be a Beis Yaakov that is so big, in all the Beis Rochlam, and and all the centers around. Tell a yid at that time, that there's ever going to be a center again of Jewish learning. What would they say to you? The response is, there's going to be greatness. Believe in it. Keep your faith, keep your faith. The great Satmarov was once riding together with a man, a great philanthropist, Louis Glick. And Louis told me, Salongioran, that he showed the Satmarov different places. All of a sudden there's one place he didn't show him. It was a temple. Not exactly under auspices of Torah organizers. And he was hoping that the Satmarov didn't see it. The Satmarov was very sharp. And he said, tell me, Louis, whatever he called him, Eliezer, what is that building? <laughs> he had to tell the truth. Don't try and get away with it. He said to him, this is a temple, you know, it's not like... He said, don't worry. One day, the yeshivas are going to be big, huge like that temple. And other places are going to be very small. The Satmarov had Hadnavua. One day, that place turned into a yeshiva, a huge yeshiva. On our own level, don't give up. I don't care. Don't give up. I won't let you give up. Keep your faith. Keep your amuna. You can never tell what tomorrow is going to bring. The Yeshua Hashem, like the blink of an eye, that we cannot even tell how many times our eyes open and close during the day. It's Yeshua Hashem. We live on a higher level. Hashem Yisparach is seem laid to each and every one of our challenges, the situations in life. Talk to Hashem, tell Hashem. They cried out to Hashem. They believed in you and they trusted in you and they were never embarrassed. They were never ashamed. Ask Hashem what we need and we will have the schus that we will be able to be recipients of the kindness, of the love, of the goodness, the compassion of the Borei Olam.
1: Well, so Powerful, powerful stuff. Okay, you're on live.
6: Um. Okay. First of all, uh, thank you so much, um, Rabbi Goldwasser. um, the and and Mr. Parnas and, and Kosh Menachem. Um. Okay. So basically. If a person, and I'm asking, you know, sort of for a general group, um, is going through not only a divorce, let's say they're even remarried, but they are dealing with um, children who have been loalenu, you know, alienated from them, and they have no cashier and are don't have access to their children, and and have no way of really you know and it defies if you hear some of these stories it defies the logic of the courts the court systems aren't even able to help and they're abundant or are trying and, and and some of these people have been years without speaking to their children um what kind of a first of all so two sides of it what kind of a tikkun could that person who's alienated from their children go into Yom Kippur and saying like, what am I looking for to try to correct here? And on the other side is when you have a, another um, parent who is a Yid, who some Rabbanim will call, uh, you know, call the ex-wife or the ex-husband who is literally, you know, discouraging any access whatsoever to this, to his children. And some of them, some of these, some have, you know, the kids are being fed treaf uh, Like, they really the 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 in themselves will say, like, you know, so your ex-wife is a Russia, your ex-husband is a Russia. Like, I have nothing to do. Like, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. How do I, how do I try to be Michael, the parent of this, uh, you know, how to, to the, the parent of this child, and then how do I even search for tikkun for myself in the meantime?
2: Uh, First, we have to be very careful. When we talk about another yid, another yid could be not doing the right thing, but we still have to be careful. The greatest tsar in the entire world is an alienated child. Last year, a community invited me it was at, I'm sorry, uh, two years ago, Chulamoy Pesach. And I came to a hotel, just Chulamoy. And I spoke. A few hundred people. A man came over to me and he says, uh, Rabbi, can I have a brocha? I smiled. A brocha? For what? My child has not talked to me in 10 years. He broke down and cried pretty big man he said I got everything I got money I got homes I got cars I got more than people could dream of in a lifetime I have nothing it is very bad to hold access back to a child to hold access back because a child needs a parent and everyone yearns for their parent. Tikkun nefesh is, Hashem, whatever I've gone through up until now, I want to try to do whatever tshuva I need, that if the is, that I should be able to get back in touch. Please let it happen now. Please turn the heart like the tefillah with Menashe Melech in it, the tefillah written by the Chidor. Turn the heart of my child towards me. Bring them back. Bring them back to me. A person should say that tefillah. There are two different places in the Amid and the Shemonesse that they can include it. Say that tefillah. Hope that that is the Tikkun. I've gone through a lot. I miss Simchas. I miss the Bris. I miss the chasana. They wouldn't tell me where it was being held. They denied me access to the bris. A person has to be macho. Whatever happens in life, I must be able to say on some level, gamzul This is also for good. No matter what it is, I come to a level of acceptance. I want to be macho. If someone is holding back or that ex, or whoever it is, is doing something bad, I don't want to carry it with me. I don't want to have that in my heart. I don't want to go through life with it. I want to let it go. When the person sees me, I will give him a smile. I would say to the individual, I have nothing against you. I hope as Hashem, things will be better next year. But there has to be a lot less of animosity, and upset, and anger, and sinah. Hey, we got to get it out of this world. I got to love the person. It doesn't say I have to like the person. As Rabbi Baumzer, but it says I got to love the person. So I want to try to love. I want to open my heart up. I want to understand them interesting thing, the Heleget Klosenberger Rebbe, Zechot Tzadik Lebracho, said the following. He said that, of course, he was very careful. And one of the heads of state of Israel was not exactly on the side of the Torah. He was anti. And there was a meeting, and they called the Klosenberger Rebbe. The Chassidim were afraid What's the Klosenberger Rebbe going to do when he sees his head of state? Klosenberger Rebbe, he could give what for? Believe me. I went to his Chumash Rashi Shir when I was a book on yeshiva. He could roar like a lion. He was a compassionate father. So he goes in and he sees the head of state. (laughs) You could cut that with a knife, the silence. He walks over to him. He hugged them. him. Them he put everything aside. He put all aside. Whatever was in his heart, whatever was in his head. And tried to say, right now, I have a chance to fulfill the mitzvah. That's what we got to look for. We got to try. And we got to say, Hashem, help me. This year, I want to come back. There was a woman that came to me one time. Her son was estranged. And she didn't see him for years. She said, not very observant, but she said, I know there's something called Sigula. Sigula, like you know, the mystical charm. What's a mystical charm? I don't know where my son is. I said to her, there's a mystical charm to find something that was lost. You give money to Rabbi Meir Baladeis, and you say the words, "Elu Rabbi Meir Aneni, Elu Rabbi Meir Aneni." Answer me, the Hashem of Rabbi. And there's a reason for it. I told her what to do. I told her how to give the money. She believed shleima chachomim, like you wouldn't believe. Immediately, she did it and she continued to do it every day. She went to a conference on ecology. Over a thousand people came to the conference, more than that. It was held in a certain place in Connecticut, huge conference center outdoor with different people, different places to stay. It was the last day of the conference. She's sitting drinking a drink, a water, whatever, juice inside. She sees the screen. It was like an outdoor set. She sees through the screen something that looks like her son. She said to myself, I'm hallucinating. It's not bad enough that I'm driving myself crazy about it. But now I think I'm seeing visions and my son is walking curiosity she got up ran out sees him going down from the back she can't tell exactly but does a mother ever forget a son she starts to call after him "Doug, Doug, Doug!" finally he turns she sees that it is him. She runs over to him. It says, Dog, forgive me. Whatever I did in, to you, whatever I did wrong, whatever I wasn't a mother to you, could you find it in your heart? Your mother only wants to love you, only wants to be able to talk with you and call you one word, my son. What the shasa kosher is. He was macabre her now. She had to go in for a serious procedure. Nobody came. Nobody came when she was being wheeled in. In the last moment. Her son came. Doug held her hand. He went against his taver and gave her a kiss and said, Mommy, I'm waiting until you come out. I'm going to see you. She cried. They willed her in. The procedure was successful. She was reunited with her son after more than 10 years. A yin is never Miyesh, ever. Whoa.
1: Oh, where are go oh, gold washer? Wow. have to like swallow that one. Give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> I have one more question. It's the easiest question of the night, and then we'll go to closing. Okay, Robert goldwasser have a answer? Sure. Okay. It seems like my spouse gets me the most upset and always is pushing my buttons. We have a good marriage, but she knows how to get under my skin. Is it possible my spouse is my tikkan hanefesh?
2: The Talmud does say it. <laughs> the Talmud does say it. You know, a person has a ticket, so Olam Abba, they go through difficult uh, marital strife. Uh, one time a guy came over to me. So he says, you know, Rebbe, I'm going to tell you the truth. And he tells me the mice of the Gemara about someone was in the highest chamber of Ganeiden, of the heaven. So he says, I think I'm going to be higher than that, Sonic. Uh, we should know it's a tikkun. Don't give up on the marriage. Don't give up. Uh, you know, a lot of times a person they think that their they think that their spouse is their enemy. The truth is, it could be their greatest friend. They need to get to a higher level to understand each other, to try to find a common ground, to go out to pretend as though it is new. The Ha'elikav Tov says for a marriage in trouble, what should they do? The Baal Shem says, take out the Ksuba, the marriage contract and read it together. And I often thought about that Baal It means go back to the beginning. Remember underneath the Chuppah, the dreams, the hopes, all that was gonna happen, the dancing, the singing, the streamers, all that happened in the wedding, recreate it, relive it. Don't matter if you're married 20 years or 30 years or 50 years. Kim Sos Hassan Al Kala. Never stop being a Hassan and kala. I'll never forget what you did. I'll never forget the name you called me. I'll never forget how you treated me. You locked the door when I was outside. That wasn't kind. You insulted me in front. Forgive, forgive. Do tshuva, everybody, each one of us. Do a mutual forgiveness. Be That's why we're here for marriages to be strong, for marriages to build, for marriages to be able to be the yisod, the foundation of Klau Yisrael. That is why we're all here. We've got to heal. We gotta heal, marriage has gotta heal. Whatever we can do that a husband and wife should find the love for each other, it's gotta happen. There's no substitute. And it don't matter what happened along the road, the water under the bridge is gone. But today I have the chance to recreate an unbelievably beautiful marriage. That's what we have to strive
1: for. Beautiful, Rabbi Goldwasser. Let's go to closing now. What a powerful share tonight. Whoa. First, I want to give a shout out to Rabbi David Goldwasser for coming on tonight and giving us so much physics the week of Yom Kippur Sunday, last minute. It was, it was a tremendous inspiration. And um, I don't know I don't know what everybody else felt, but I felt it tonight. Rabbi Goldwasser was tremendous. So many more questions we didn't get to. And am Can't wait for part two. Um, again, for anybody who's here for the first time, every Sunday night, uh, we have the shir. The next shir will be actually October 3rd, after Sukkot, uh, we have an amazing program with the one and only Rabbi Kalish from Waterbury Yeshiva. As I said in the beginning of the shir, Rabbi Kalish, when he came on last time with the, the, you can cut the, the energy in the ear. It was so powerful. It was an unbelievable shir. Rabbi Shirmeh sure is going to come back for round two. Uh, please tell everybody to come and join after Sukkot and have people come every Sunday night. Uh, looking forward, again, for anybody who doesn't know, Menachem, Coach Menachem is writing a book. tonight. She was Shear Oig, 73. So the first one through 40 is in the middle of print. Rabbi Goldwasser, so you, you didn't make the first book. Machem will make the second book. Yeah, anybody wants to be involved, email coachmenachem at gmail.com. And uh, M'Chem, when we start with this volume two, Rabbi Goldwasser will put you in. Two, three, four, and five. And uh, everything tonight is recorded. Machem will be available on If anybody has any questions, please... Email coachmenachmajima.com. You can go to Rabbi Dovah Goldwasser's uh, website uh, if you want to get in touch with him. Um, again, tonight's share number uh, 73. It's going to be on our, our phone lines. The number is 848-777-GROW. Again, that number is 848-777-GROW. Special thank you to Robbie and Yaniv from Chazak for promoting us for promoting us on Chazak and for getting us uh, in contact with Rabbi Goldwasser and making tonight happen. We really appreciate it, Robbie. You're the best. Special thank you to Lakewood Scoop. And Haile Kaufman Shmuel Summer from JCN, the Jewish Content Network. And we're going to go to closing now. Coach Menachem first. Before you, Kipper.
0: I just want to tell Rabbi Goldwasser, thank you very much. And it was very, very powerful. And like I mentioned in the beginning, we did get to hear some new perspectives um, on different ways of thinking, what I'm supposed to do, if I can't, how should I do it? And uh, I guess many people could listen to it over and over, but uh, that's the only way we can find some change is if we look at it with different perspectives because look at it the same way, you'll probably look the same way. And uh, it's not easy because the negative thoughts are living inside of our heads for a while. So we have to learn how to deal with the thoughts that we get. But um, Hashem should help us all. We should all have a gemar, chasim, and everybody should be able to realize where they are what they need to do what mitzvah they should get involved start doing so that mitzvah is mitzvah like we heard and with that we should feel after yin kippur we should be able to feel the cleanliness so that when you walk out you should feel the simcha like we heard and uh with that we should all be to have a good year
1: so before you get the closing Somebody made, I'm going to show you, somebody made this clip. I'll read it to you. It says, as told by Rabbi Goldwasser on the Coach Menachem Show, to be a Jew is to invent hope where there is none. <laughs> Rabbi Goldwasser, before we go to closing, two things. Number one, if you give the of a brocha before Yom Kippur from you, for Chizik, and give my friend Manachem, who's here in the hospital, give him a, a brocha for a full shleima, and we should make a big party when he comes out and he's good. Give a bracha bar- for Robbie for all the all the hundreds of billions of dollars this guy's going to be worth. Robbie's a billionaire. And then leave us with some different chizik, a good- the good war, something to go into and keep it with fire.
2: At first, I want to thank, from the bottom of my heart, Rabbi Rib Rabbi Coach Menachem, it, it, it's such positivity, such beauty, such unbelievable an eye towards the cloud. It is, it's Mazaka the It lends merit to the masses and it's vod Shabbayim. I want to thank Yedid Nafshi, Rabi Eibov. The man is Alamed Vovnik. What I know about him, I can't be megala, but I can tell you one thing the special things that he does for Klal Yisrael, I'm not even sure that most people know. He does so much. should continue. For Rabbi Nachim, I want to, I want to have the chance to visit him. I want to have the chance to be there together in his room, to sing a niggin, to trade in the Bar Torah should quickly get out, have a richas yomim b'shonim tovas malayim called to all of the koichas back in full measure. And to all of those that need any type of refuah Yeshua, should have refuahs and Yeshua's, everybody, anyone in Parnassah, Parnosa Metzirah B'Revach, B'Revach, should be shefa min o shamayim into the homes. Anybody that needs a shidduch, should be the Surah Bekarov Anybody that their children right now have strayed a little bit, they should come back big time. It should already be that Navua is Niskayim and everybody runs into each other's arms. Anybody that has some issues, anxiety, feeling sad or down, they should be lifted up. They should be encouraged. They should be inspired. All the children that are having any kinds of difficulties whatsoever, all the children, the little Kleine Meshichin, as Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zunantan would say, all of those children, they should have the unbelievable year. They should have atzlocha. They should have good friends. Even the child that doesn't have the friend, the child that has nobody to sit with on the bus, the child that has nobody to play with during the recess. Those children should be taken in by the other children. They should have such an unbelievable Simcha year. Every child that doesn't want to go to school that day and every teacher should have the compassion and understanding for the Talmidim and Talmidos. They should handle them with such care they should know that each one is a diamond. Each one is so special. They should know the yakras of Claudius Yisrael and the great magnitude of the mission that they are on to build every child, to encourage every child. They're only good children, only good children. I had this chus when I was barely out of high school to stand together with the great tzaddik there were a number of children, hundreds of children, that were zached to have a bracha for the generosity of a Yid. I hope I say his name right, Ramosha Shostain, who sponsored that Ramosha should come out to Long Island. And all the children passed in front of Ramosha and gave them a bracha. And I, Got the to stand with Ramoishe and to help the children that they should go by. All of a sudden, there was one boy that I knew, very good boy, very special boy, that was coming down the line. So Ramoishe was a little bit shorter. And I bent over and I whispered in the goings ears. In Yiddish, I said, a he's a good boy. Ramoishe! Usually calm and patient demeanor. Shook. Looked up at me. They're all good. no game, They just have to go in the way of Torah. And I say to everybody here, everybody throughout the world, all the Yiddish Shikindelach, we're all children. Bonimatem Lashem each and every one of us. So he said an eloquent. Each and every one of us is good. Each and every one is precious. Each and every one of us is dear. We should only know the love that Hashem has for us. We should, on the day of Yom Kippur, feel that love. Our true goodness should come out. Whatever is inside, Whatever a person wants to express, we should be Zalcha. It shouldn't be too cold in the shul, it shouldn't be too hot. No one should take my machzer and start to use it. I should have my seat. Everything should be perfect. And the Baal should be Zis, like the Leviim in the times of the Beis Hamiknosh. Everything should go well. We are all good. We should remember that. The Amech Kulam Tzadikim. We are all tzaddikim in noshim tzidkoriyos. We just have to go in the way of Torah. Everybody, agut geben shana taiva v'mesukah, shanim rabot, should have everything that you want, baruch If there is anything that I could do to ever help anybody, please let me know. If I could be mispallowed for anyone, please let me know. Hashem Spach should help us all that a year from now we should be on the next uh program together with the uh, and Coach Menachem and should be continuously each and every week. Amen. Amen.
1: I want to a Beautiful, everybody. Enjoy your enjoy your families. I'm gonna listen to this to the share like three or four times again because it was so myriadic. And uh, we'll see everybody October 3rd with Reverend Neil Kalish. Good night to everybody. Good
0: night. Hi, it's Coach Menachem here. If you enjoyed, please consider supporting us with a small monthly monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes. and It will be greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance.